So we said that we're talking, we're dealing with two things simultaneously. The notion of change in Shiva and also the notion of Limbada Musa. And we said that Limbada Musa has got many components to it. We've discussed and we've demonstrated some of them. What we discussed and demonstrated most recently was the ability of measuring your distance from the Dvar Musa. We did it with the Mrs. Shram with Vaftarecha When he speaks about the Isurim of Loisikom and Loisitar, not bearing grudge and exacting revenge, so the Ramchal goes into a vivid description of the relationship we have to have with other people. And he says, Kamoicha. And then he says, Kamoicha beli chilukim. Kamoicha beli tachbulais and mazimais. Kamoicha beli hevdeilim or hevdel. I think I've forgotten the last one exactly. Kamoicha mamish. Kamoicha mamish. It's mamish kamoicha. So, um, then you measure your distance from that and you think, where am I? Now, what happens after that is a crucial point. And this is where Limud Musa starts to enliven your life. Because you've spent the time during your learning Musa be spilus, and you've reiterated the idea into your mind, you've made an impression, you've got what's called Havaris HaKulmus. You've taken that very thin pencil line and you've made a, a little very light impression on a piece of paper, but then you've gone over it and you say and as you say the word you feel what the Ramchal is saying that has to be as much as you take care of yourself you have to take care of him regardless now you're talking about a person that's done something really nasty to you and he's the one that you have to love so it sets the the bar at the person that you least want to get along well with be Shlema, you know the people that you connect to and and then you suddenly see that my life looks, should look very different. Because in my mind, I automatically assume people I don't get along with are annoying. So those, are, those aren't people that I've got after. And then the Ramchal picks the scenario, which is the most unlikely that you'll actually have a connection to the person because they've just wronged you. They've actually done something really bad against you. And then he says, mamish. You have to love them mamish. Belichilukim. And through your process of reiterating this point in your mind and emphasizing with the curl, with the nigun, and starting to see what that would be, so it leaves an impression. So the impression that left on me was I get to show the morning afterwards, which is yesterday morning, and for some reason I got I didn't sleep well and I woke up in a irritated mood. So I wake up in an irritated mood and I get to show and uh, the Gabai kind of gestures that they're starting a different minion. So I go into another shul and uh, I don't know where the, it seemed like they were already there was an, there was a tail end of a extra night's minion that was that and, and I think I was like, what's this guy doing? How dare he? And then as I thought that, in my mind I thought, well, why am I why am I so upset with him? Kamoichamamish. Kamoichamamish, I have to what do you mean? He's just helping out the person. And at the same time as I've got this Kamoicha Mamish in my mind, I'm feeling my distance from this person. And I'm feeling, how dare he? So I have within my side myself those two points of conflict are conscious. So what I've done then is I've actually risen above the midah. Had I not learned the Musa beforehand, I would have thought a chutzpah. There would be no consciousness, there would be no awareness. It was, what's this guy messing around for me, messing me around for? I only have I got out for the 630 minion. He's now ushering me into all different places. That's ridiculous. Has he got no chashivas? What's his no sense of kavadat filah, v'chulah, v'chulah? All these rationalizations. But then in my mind it goes, 
And none of those arguments really stand up. So then what happens is the sugya of after a is not a sugya in limud, it's a sugya in life. So now I have to deal with those contrary emotions, those midas rising up inside of me, and I say, but I am irritated with him, but I'm not, but I shouldn't, but, and I have the potential to love him, mamash, but I am. And then, do you understand how the limud hamusa becomes a, the perush on the safer becomes my, my life. Because when I, when, when I say, I should be nice to him. Then all of a sudden, what happens is I start thinking, but he and he, and then I know the words, Belitach Buloy Semazimais. I'm now mafarish those words by the fact that when he said go to the minion, I thought to myself, who does he think he is pushing me around and messing up my tefillah? This is a chilla v'chula. And then I thought to myself, ah, that's a tachbula and that's a mazima that separates me from him that the Ramchal is talking about. So then what happens is, all of a sudden, the Musa Sefer, which was previously on the shelf, becomes alive. I become the parish on the Sefer. That's called Limud Musa. That's called Limud Musa. But, it doesn't have an impact on you if you don't do it by spilus. If you don't do it with a curl. If you don't do it with a nigun. If you don't do it with a tziur chushi, that you see it in front of your eyes. And then you already have a yad inside of your vader. And then, if a person does this regularly, so now, so now I've, I, it's, it's amazing with, when you think in the mind frame of Kamocha Mamish, I look at all the people and I, I realize the distance I create in a constant level to the people around me. I constantly create this massive distance. I constantly, even though until now I was unaware of it, but I puzzle him because of the clothes he's wearing. I puzzle him because of his disposition. I puzzle him because literally the bag he's carrying. And until now, that sugya was completely invisible to me. On the contrary, that was the way I live life. I won't sit next to this guy in the bus because I think he smells. And I won't do... And then all of a sudden, this, it creates this conflict inside. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't move you there immediately. But it creates a conflict. It creates... Level one is that awareness of now I feel... Now the, now the safer starts to speak to me. Because now I know what he's referring to. And when he says this whole process of the Yetzer, the Yetzer says, listen, don't be friendly with him at all. And then the Yetzer says, if you're going to be friendly with him, don't show him the same kind of friendship. If you're going to show him the same kind of friendship, but don't feel as close. If you're going to... Always, 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 there's another thing. So I feel how there's this kirk inside of me constantly pulling me away from me, pulling me, pulling me away, pulling me away. But instead of me seeing it in a book, I said, ah, it's in my relationship with this guy when he sat there and he did this. So then the Sefer now becomes alive. The biggest problem about Musa is when the Sefer is dead. When does a Sefer die? When the Sefer remains in the base Medrash, then it's a dead Sefer. When you take it with you into life, then it's a live Sefer. But it's not going to go into your life unless there's some type of boom experience when you learnt it. If you learnt it, you say, okay, the Ramchal holds, the Ramchal and the Ramban, the Ramchal holds, oh sorry, and the Ramban, and he holds differently. And then, you have to. Since you're learning though more like while you're actually living, bringing the safer from the base measures to your life, basically I feel like the safer memorized. Truth is, if you're spending 30 minutes on three lines, it's going to be memorized. Well, yeah, well, then you're also never going to get to the safer. Correct. <coughs> Seder. Seder. So there's two. Now you've known there's two. You're right. If you spend 30 minutes on two lines and you do it for six months, so your chances of finishing covering the ground of Mrs. Hashem are very slim. But who says you have to cover the ground? This is not covering ground. However, there's something else in Nebuchadnezzar. That's called Yudias. Person has to know Mrs. Hashem. 
but that's not this limit of Musa. This is, we call it Musa Bispinus, if you want to make it more New Age, Musa meditation. It's really what it is. It's really what it is. It's a form of meditation. It's a form of meditation. It's a very effective form of meditation. Musa Bispinus, Musa meditation. So that, that's, that's meditation. Then there's Limud. Limud Musa, Vada. If you don't know Ramchal, so then you don't have a dictionary of Midas. If you don't know, the Mrs. Shrem is a dictionary of meters. You have to know the Mrs. Shrem from cover to cover. Then, when you know it from cover to cover, and you see that there's something that you're dealing with, you pick up that little, those four lines, and then you do his bonus, his bodidus, uh, meditation on those four lines, and then, boom, it jumps into your life. But it's very hard for me to imagine how we can move forward without Limit Amosa. Do you think that's the only way for it to, to enter into your life? Is that not just... Is that not just one approach that will work for some people and may not work for others? Well, I, I don't know. In other words, find me a person that's tried it, see why it hasn't worked, and then let's examine that. But I don't think until a person's given a good bash and developed a certain proficiency that you can say that, wow, oh, it's not for me, I can't do that. Yeah. How do you know? You know, a person goes onto a tennis court, he's never held a tennis racket, and in the first hour of tennis lessons, he hasn't managed to, make an, he hasn't managed to ace a serve. He says, clearly I can't play tennis. <laughs> Does everything work for everyone? No. Are there certain people that this is going to work better for them? Miss Dama. Are there certain people that other things will work better for? Pashtas. Am I one of those persons? Any Yodaya. Let me learn Musa for a year, get the skill right, and then say, do you know what? For me, the Derech Avoida is, and then you tell me a Derech Avoida. And of course, you have to have an alternative. If there's no alternative, and this doesn't work, so that's problematic. It's like a person that, when they're given instruction, instead of them saying, okay, well, we'll find, we'll get to the instruction, they say, well, I'll just make up some new, new rules to myself. I'll just say, that doesn't work, I'll do something else. You hear what I'm saying? That type of person. On that example that you gave, mm. um, I mean, it, say someone wrongs you deliberately, I mean, then surely it's a, a lot more difficult to come to terms with. Extremely, extremely difficult. And that's where the Ramchal begins. In other words, that, I, that, I that, that, that's like, that... For me, what's fascinating is, is, you're right, Baruch Hashem, I haven't had someone do that to me recently, so my feelings aren't arisen. And then, but once, that, that's, once that's the benchmark, so now I see this guy who's done nothing wrong to me, and I still think he's a shagat. Yeah, so then I think it's like, where are you, Siegel? I'll give you an example. Right? You know this room, we have an issue with the air conditioning, it's too cold. So what they did is, I volunteered to sit directly with the people who are suffering from the cold set, and I, I, would, I, would, I would do it. All of a sudden, I never mentioned this to anyone because I had to say face, but all of a sudden, I thought, why is, when I was sitting here and the air conditioning wasn't blowing directly on me, I was insistent that the air conditioning be at a certain temperature. When I was a person in the line of the air conditioning and I felt how freezing and uncomfortable was, all of a sudden I said, buddy, we can't have the air conditioning on this temperature. What was the difference? Kamoicha. In other words, when it's someone else getting cold, so then it's not an issue because I'm okay. So then, all of a sudden, I feel my distance from the mitzvah. But, I have the emuna That the Savior is telling me that's where you can be. Not that's where you will never be. That's where be. It's like when you have an exercise to find a particular geometric shape, and you know it's there. So you just have to keep on looking, and you'll find it. When the Ramchal... Say, when the Ramchal... <laughs> when the Ramchal tells me, when he tells me, I have to... When the Rebbein Shalom comes to me and is I want to tell you, is a mitzvah you have to keep. That means someone can come and they can spit in your face and you can love them as much post-spit as pre-spit. Or in Yiddish. 
Noch dem Spruch, Azoivi, Fredem Spruch. Why did it need to be translated into English? I don't know. But I just want, basically, I want to put into the word uh, Spruch. Beautiful word. So, so expressive. Spruch. It's so much better than Spruch. How does then someone avoid becoming a complete pushover like a story that Zach told? If, if you're gonna One second, right now we're working on a medical draft to the rest of the Sorry, so I'm just gonna put on the aircon, shut like guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> put on the aircon. It's too cold for you, just deal with it. One has to appreciate. Um What is that? Okay. I mean, I know these are sad so now again, so you're saying here, what happens when you sew and you, you you become such a pushover? So then maybe what you have to do is pick another section in Limud Musa which speaks about Gvura and learn about Gvura and then you'll see that it's that they're also a good time to when you have to say no. For example, to quote a, a very clever statement from my wife, it's not a chesed unless you can say no. A chesed means that I don't feel compelled to do it. I have reason to do it because it's the right thing to do. So then I'm never pushover. When is it not a chesed? When someone asks me to do something and uh, the reason I'm doing it is because I can't say no. Then you're a pushover. If you can say, I can say this guy in his face, no, I'm not doing this for you, but I choose to do it, then that's a chesed. Okay? Good? Good? <coughs> Let's go a little bit brighter. But I think it's important. So I think at some point in the stage what I want to do is I want to ask together to learn a bit of Musa. Together. So maybe um, tomorrow we don't have Musa, but on Sunday we'll bring a Mrs. Tasharim, and we'll, we'll try a bit of Musabi spiders together and see how that's. Copies, if there's not enough copies to go around, yes, we can make. Okay? Zok the altar of Navadak in Perk Zion. Okay, this is quite an interesting point of. The altar now goes into the notion of Lishma. Lishma means that you do things for the right reasons. There's no ulterior motives to you doing them. So it's a little bit hard to understand the altar over here. Let's go through slowly and patiently to try to see what he's trying to convey to us. Mm. Guys, if the air conditioning gets too cold, just switch it off. Shiva. 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 Okay, Ulam. What's relevant to the topic, the subject of Lishma, doing things for the military motives, it's possible a person can do many mitzvahs, but they are thrown in his face, meaning they don't have value. Because the altera motive eats up the mitzvah. And the avera, he rationalizes, makes kosher through the lishma. And he's left with no Torah, but just what he wants. Until the Torah 
ironically acts as a, a, an assistant to him, allowing him to express his will. Because if a person plots a way of Sheker, so he'll never make it. But he can distort the Torah according to his will to actually have a Mahalach. Yeah, it's, he's speaking very vaguely over here for us, but I think the point he's getting at, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll flesh it out more in the, in the future. Um, a person, for example, wants to get covered. Now, getting covered is not such an easy thing. For example, if a person wants to go get covered, seek honor, get status in the secular world, it's a hard slog. You can't walk into a high position. You have to start off at basically the bottom of the rung and you have to work yourself up. It can be a decade, more than a decade until you get covered. And you're respected and people look up to you and you're an expert in the field. It's, it's hard work. On the other hand, let's say, the person wants covered and he realizes that the best way of getting covered is putting yourself in a situation where the people around you don't have the same skill set or knowledge you do and as a result they venerate you. What a brilliant shortcut to covet. So he decides to become a rabbi in a Baal Shiva. <laughs> Beautiful. And then he gets all the covered. Hey? I'm not speaking about anyone in particular. Still, it gives, you, it gives you all the covered and you have none of the effort. So you think to yourself, one second, what I'm doing is I bought the Zataya. But the Loi which is a covered, is really your Ratsan. And you're using the Torah as a Mahalach to get your Ratsan. So therefore, what do you have? All you have is you using the Torah as a vehicle for covered. So that's what he means with the first part of his phrase, that the Loi eats up the Mitzvah. Because it's not a Mitzvah. You, he says, that's what he says. You're not doing Torah. You're uncovered. So you're using the Torah as a slave for your covered. Now, I don't understand what he means that the Aveira who machshim alishma. How would that work? And you do the Aveira because it's lishma. Um, the Aveira is lishma. Um, not, it's not clear to me, but it could mean something along the lines of that you come up with a reason I'm not sure if this is correct I'm tentatively suggesting this that your, so your, what drives you to be Mabit's Torah is not the Torah B'chlaz because it's a good way of getting quick covered now as a result you're going to fall into perhaps traps of Averas what's going to happen is uh, someone's going to say to you will you please help me doing the, please will you help me do a chesed. So you'll say, sorry, I can't help you do the chesed because I'm busy learning. So you use, let's say, the false lishma, I'm learning the shema mitzvah, to do the veil, the bitzel mitzvah's chesed, assuming, let's say, you're chayv to do the chesed. So your, your lishma is machshu the veira, and the low lishma destroys the mitzvah, and you left korach mikan mikan. You hear? So it's a very, uh, again, the altar wasn't known for his lovey-dovey, kind and gentle look at people. He cut down to the core. He cut down to the quick and see, like, Lemaisa, what do you have? Now he was doing it because, again, the Emunah! 
the emuna in yourself. The emuna in yourself. The reason why I can criticize you to the absolute nth degree is because I believe so deeply that you can be so much more than that. I believe you can be Lishma. If the altar didn't believe that we could be Lishma, so then he'd be simple, he'd be the cruelest man in the world. Because he's saying, I'm throwing you into this and you'll never be able to get out of it. Ha, ha, ha. But because he's trying to assist us, saying, you can get out of it. And the truth is, again, we're learning it, but for him it wasn't theory, it was practice. He took people and he made them lishma. And he said, that which people say there's no such thing as lishma, but man is there. He says, it's nonsense. He's limiting yourself. And he showed a pure fire which was, which was unfathomable. He was so lishma, he ha- his son-in-law, he felt his son-in-law would be the right person for a job in the shiva, in the, in the Nevada shiva that he had. He saw his son-in-law talking to people during Sayyidah Limud Musa in learning and he held Limud Musa's Kodesh Kadashim, so he fired him. He fired him. He held it that he had broken the rules of Shiva. I had his son-in-law, I understand, son-in-law Shmaninor. He did something which is completely counterproductive what I'm trying to produce, but, but, but he doesn't know the Panos, what's going to happen? He says, that's not my problem. And again, if he would be an uncaring person, so then you could just say, well, he's uncaring. And he loved his son-in-law and his daughter. And he cared for them. But he felt, this is more important. So that's this gigantic spirit that he lived by. It was him. So it wasn't like he's just spouting theories. There's nothing that's written in this book that he himself didn't live up to. There's nothing that's written that he himself didn't live up to. He was a man who was great. And he believed in the greatness of man. When we give ourselves these lovey-dovey options, what we're really saying is, we have no belief in you. You can never be anything. It looks, the intuitive reaction is, wow, what a great guy. He's telling me it's okay if I do this and I don't really have to do that. And you, not everyone needs to, needs to be on that level. And wow, people, you know, in our generation, it's enough that you just daven three times a day. You know, Kavon is beyond you. And you know, why should you have any desire to learn all of Shas? And why should you have the desire to give up your own bed to do Chesed? Those are previous generations. And you think, oh, what a great guy, what a great guy. What do you say? You say, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing. Oh, it's great to be nothing, it's great to be nothing. <laughs> And then the altar comes along and he says, No! He says, You can daven a 45 minute Shmon Esra where every word is Malay Kavana. And you can know Kolator Kula Baal Peh. And you can be a Baal Chesed that you're willing to give up everything, the shirt off your back. And you say, No, 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 no. Extreme, extreme, extreme. I want to be small, 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 I want to be small. No. You've got no Emunah in yourselves. Have Emunah. Have Emunah. Okay, they, that the Lord is small. You don't have a mitzvah. That's what he says. So I would have thought that if you have a mitzvah, but you've also got an avera, but he's saying there's absolutely no. That's what he says. But that's like every mitzvah you ever do. There's not this much. I mean, not you, me. Well, <laughs> I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to. We, again, we, not only is the ultimate believe in our greatness, but the Ramchal did. So let's read from the Hagdom of the Mitzvahim. So again, yes, if we take this because we feel we're small, so then we'll say, oh no, that's impossible, and we'll run away screaming with our... I'm not saying it's impossible, I'm just saying... We're not so let's read the Ramchal, Freeman, if we may. In the proposal of the introduction, he says, 
Why does a person need to learn Musa? Perhaps you just have to learn Torah. And he says, no, because how are you going to be Matai yourself? If we don't spend time invested into our perfection of Avodis Hashem, Yira, Ava, Good Midas, Shmeres HaMitzvahs, how are we going to get there? How will you get the, the, the limit of Yira, of being a good man, if you don't search it out? The Kavan, Shikfais, Ames, Eta, Kolchachem, and we all know, Tzorech, the need, Tmimus, of the perfection, the completion, the, the unblemished Havoidah, that your service have to be unblemished without even a hint, a taint of negativity, of self interest, of ulterior motive. The Choyves, Tairos, Venigrena, and the obligation for the Havoidah to be Tahar, Venaki, pure and clean. Listen to these words. Shezula say, what about if a person's over Hashem, but he's got his own money, covered, driver. What's what 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 would that avoid? Shezula say, if you don't have these components of an avoider, which is Shmelkala, Shloimala, Tahoya, Unakia, what's the consequence? Zok the Heiliga Ramchal. It is unwanted avoider. It's unwanted. The truth is, we say, whoa, whoa, it's so... Someone comes up to you and I say, hi, would you like the sandwich? Because I want to feel good about myself. And I don't care about you at all. Um, hi, I want to give you something because it's going to look good for other people. You say, thank you very much. Keep it. In a relationship, we hate Lodishmo. When someone comes out and says, Hello, good Shabbos, what are you learning? You think, this guy is such a creep. He doesn't care about me, he's just trying to get four mitzvahs. When it's not lishma, meaning when the person is not doing it because he loves me and cares about me, we are revolted. Correct? Why is Abish different? And he says, nim eses An avoider which is not the shame Hashem is nim eses, revolting, and it's abominable. Hashem demands the entirety of our heart. It's amazing. It's poshut, no? It's poshut in relationships. If you, if you relate to your wife and she's saying to you, the worst thing you can say to your wife is you're newly married, Shana Rishona, and you bring her flowers. And she says, oh, that's amazing. Why do you bring me flowers? She said, what do you mean? My chosen teacher said I have to. She said, take the flowers. Okay, you, you, if you put them in a vase, you'll be wet. If you put them in a vase, you'll be wet and you'll be very, you'll be looking like you belong in a flower bed. Well, what do you mean? It's a loyli shema. It's gewaldic. No one wants loyli shema. We're dealing with people, the Abish is different. No, the Abish is Rahmana Liber boy. Rahmana Liber boy. Someone was recently going on a shidduch and he wanted to say to, he wants to, shidduch euphemistic term for what he was doing and he wanted to break up with this girl so he uh, he said so what should I tell her he said should I tell her that I'm not attracted to her <laughs> I said I, I don't think that would be like a great thing to say to her just, um, you know, I don't think that, <laughs> I, th- I think I, I would rather maybe maybe <laughs> maybe maybe say maybe maybe like a maybe that's not the best thing you know that's not the best way I think. 
Like imagine a person in a relationship and he says the opposite. He says, you know, I really, I really, says his wife, I really, you know, your personality is like, you know, but you've got great looks. Well, or, well, we don't want lowly shma. No one wants lowly shma in a relationship. And our connection that creates is a relationship. So we, we kind of say, yeah, but it's a big madriga and oh, it's not for us. And, you know, doing it for Hashem's sake, okay, but... <laughs> So what do you what do you in here? What is exactly what's what's the plan over here? You know, from Vada, from from show me mitzvah, show me mitzvah, shulchanor, Why? Go, that's a good question. <laughs> you want to be in a relationship with Hashem? No. So what are you doing? What are you actually doing? Um, um uh, I don't want meaning in my life, and I want you like quasi kind of something vagueish, moralistic, good, healthy family values. Uh, kind of more like more like structured life. I don't want to be like I don't want my kids to be like all weird and come home with pink hair, which is only on the central part of their scalp. And uh, you know, I just want oh oh oh. So you want to live like you want to go back to the fifties? Yes. So okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you this pill. It'll take you back to the fifties to somewhere in the in in the south of America. So oh, that's much better because I get everything and then I don't have to get the mitzvahs. <laughs> wow, what a relief. I can have that lifestyle without the mitzvahs. Yeah, you sure? Um, I think about uh, Shema and how it is to be for Hashem's sake. You love Hashem. Mishma is a, is a synonym for love. I'm doing it because I love. Not because I'm getting anything out of it. Because I love. I love Hashem. Doing it for Him. Not doing it for me. I'm doing it for Him. I love Him. But if we understand the mitzvahs as the mitzvah for ourselves? Hashem doesn't need us to love Him. Right. But if you are relating to Him, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. You know, it's like this. Yes, Hashem doesn't need boy. He wants you to love Him. It's, there's different levels and levels and levels. In, other words, in the way we relate to Hashem, which is called the Midas, so Hashem wants us to love Him. He demands that we love him and he says, He says it befeirish. He says, I want you to love me, not only love me, So you have to understand that things which seem one way really the other way. When we say we make these demands on ourselves, we're saying you are great and we want you to have a gewaldike yachas zum and what we want to hear is, no, 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 be small and just play the game of Judaism. Don't do the real thing. Just go through the motions and do, you know, quasi-Judaism. Be, ju- ju- now, like, again, there's diagrams and diagrams. You know, in Kashrus, there's something which is kosher. And there's something which is kosher style. Which is like all the right foods, but not kosher. It's kosher style. It's gefilte fish. It's bagels and locks and, hey? Huh? Chicken soup. Oh, it's kosher style. It's straight from it's kosher style. So, so we are we are we are like uh, we are we bentor style. Bentor style. We want the style of bentor, not the bentor itself, the style. Banalia, the style. I'm a I'm a bentor style. We walk the walk. When I say walk the walk, of course I mean shuffle the shuffle. Shuffle the shuffle. So, some of us aren't even there yet. 
Otherwise, some of us should aspire to Ben Terstar. <laughs> oh, me? I'm not, I'm not holding your shuffling yet. Shuffling, shuffling. Nothing. Shuffling, shuffling. Nothing which begins with an essay. Shuffling, shuffling, shaking. Stay away. Right. Ukadei. Now, how do we get out of this Loli Shema? Ukadei linatzeh minash Loli Shema. Don't you love the altar? Like, everyone's telling us how we can become Loli Shema. <laughs> and he's saying, Loli Shema, worst thing in the world. How can I cure you of it? Ukadei linatzeh minash Loli Shema. Yochel gamkein hachli paskom alashkech al kodrach of lishka oisom b'moiznei tzedek. If you want to get out of the Loli Shema, you have to make a decision to look at what you do and to weigh them up in scales of justice. Right scales, good scales. It's not going to happen overnight. But if you make the decision, the resolution, that you're aware of what you're doing, look at the details of how you do things and see them, and don't overlook them. Until you fix them up as much as possible. You're on the way. Not there yet. But you're on the way, you've reorientated your stance. And you're traveling towards Nekudas Ha'emes. Nekudas. That was the altar. Nekudas Ha'emes. Find the Nekudas Ha'emes. Do something real. Real. Just something real in your life. Not something because of, and he said, and I want it. Real. Coming from deep, 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 deep. Inside, not more than that. The Torah doesn't demand you to be there today. Is there any way possibly that we can make this air conditioning either ash and move or maybe you have to? No, I don't know. No, you sit no, there. It's okay. Um, so. So when a person makes this decision that you're going to understand your life differently, that we're not stunned looking to do what's right, but we're looking to do what's right, Lishma, that's called you Dan In terms of what the acts that you've been doing, which are negative, you stop. And in terms of your intention, you're working on changing your insides. You need strength to keep on going. Because that's your life in this world and the next. Okay, Rabbi, Rabbi Isai, let's uh, stop there.